Hey, Christopher. Good morning. How you doing? James, just before we start, I just wanted to tell you something. Oh, yeah. Again. Okay. So, I got the kids' skateboards for Christmas. Yes. And I think we've talked in the past about skating. So, what I have done is, over the last month, I've every, I hit the hardware store and the home improvement store buying lumber. And I started a new project where I'm building a half pipe in my backyard. Uh-huh. Have you ever been on a half pipe? <laughs> no, I've been close to that. My, <laughs> my skating ability does not allow me to be on a half pipe. Have you ever been to a skate park? Yes. And you skated no, at the skate park? Not really. So I was on my bike. Skate parks were not a big thing when I was a kid, so I never really right. did them. And right, to this was... day, I won't go to them because everybody's just, first of all, they're young and they're good. And I'm not going to have some old guy going in with their- I don't think you should be ashamed of that. Did I well, say the word ashamed? In, in, our, in, <laughs> in our youth, there weren't skate parks. We had, well, you Californians had those old pools. And those old oh pools became Okay, skateboards. you made me think of something. So- <laughs> Were you already off topic? <laughs> so Before I'm, even starting the show? I'll talk about the ramp some other day. So <laughs> when I was a kid, I lived near, I lived at the, at the very edge of Phoenix, far north side in an area called Paradise Valley. Now out there, when I moved there, they were just starting to build. So like, for example, is when I first moved into my house, I could walk down the street and see the school across the desert. And then as time went, houses built and I couldn't see it anymore. But one of the things that happened was, is I wasn't terribly far from Scottsdale Airport. And Scottsdale Airport now also was expanding. And what they did is they did this whole commandeer the land. It's called eminent domain. Eminent domain, thanks. So they took a couple hundred miles. No, not that much. Acres? No. They took some indeterminate amount of land. Yes. Let's move on. (laughs) It was a track area near the airport. All the houses had to be eliminated. So what they did is they kicked everybody out somehow. And there even some of them had for like for sale signs on like people trying to sell their house last minute. And anyways, it was neighborhoods and neighborhoods of full houses, front yards, no people. And anybody who lives in Arizona knows probably every fifth house has a pool. Do you think that's fair? Uh, I would imagine at least. Here we are. In the 80s, I'm a teenager, and there are miles of empty pools. (laughs) So my friends and I would go over to these abandoned houses and skate them. It was was so fun. A minute ago, I just said there were for sale signs. So we used to take those for sale signs that were just sitting there. (laughs) I have no idea why they were there. And we'd bring duct tape, and we would break off like the lights and whatever structures were at the bottom of the pool to keep it clean and we would duct tape those for sale signs in the holes that we made or even fill them with putty whatever we came up with different guys came with different things different (laughs) kids did and we would skate those pools i'm not kidding you all day and sometimes i would go there and i and i don't feel bad about it because i they bulldozered these houses down but people had broken the windows and the doors down. So not only did you have a pool to go skate in all day, but you had a house to party in while you skated. It was like the skater's paradise. Wow, it sounds like quite a playground. Oh, it was so fun. And then, of course, kids would start bringing spray paint and they would spray paint all the skate and anarchy signs on the inside of the houses. How fascinating. And they were so fun. But of, of course, 
someone got wind of it and what they would do is they would come over the bulldozer and not bulldozer the house, but bulldozer like the trees and push them in the pool. So then it was the like, man, always ruining your fun, always ruining my fun. Anyway. So it's like the, your neighborhood, you know, taking down the basketball coops. It's crazy. Why? Why? You just let the kids have fun. All right. If no, somebody, it's nobody's, you know, if somebody hurts their pinky. <laughs> yeah. Well, forget about it. And of course, I know this is terrible. We didn't wear, we didn't wear helmets. I always wore safety things for my, really? my uh, wrists. It's very advanced of you. But I didn't wear knee pads, nothing. Just wrist, yeah. wrist guards. But I would skate those pools and we'd have so much fun. And, and they would fill those pools up. And what we would do is we'd get there early in the morning, pull all the crap out. That would take a couple hours. And then we were right back at it. I'd burn it. Burn it all. Burn what? Burn the trees out. Oh, no, well, no, I, I mean, that was that. No, of course not. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the closest I ever got to like skating a pool or a park. And then, uh, skating in a pool is as close as you ever got to skating in a pool. Right. So we skated in real pools. <laughs> yeah. So that was the thing. I loved it. I think that's where skating parts came from. Well, I was I, I so excited like, about that. And then eventually, you know, they tore the houses down and fenced it all up and we couldn't get access. Yeah. So then. Great things never last. There was this kid, he was a senior in high school. His name was Corey. I have no idea what his last name was, but he had a half pipe in his backyard. So I paid him because I worked as a, on a paper route. I paid him, I can't remember, I think it was a hundred bucks to bring this massive skateboard ramp over to my house. And then from oh. there, I continued to add to it Okay. and and add and make it bigger. So I had this massive skateboard ramp in my backyard. And I, from then, I went from the dorky, dweeby kid that everybody you know made fun of to the kid that had a skateboard ramp that was massive in his backyard and uh i went overnight <laughs> from uh who is that guy to oh that's this that's the skate ramp guy you know at school it's Furman. And what's that it's Furman. yeah it was a blast and it was so crazy because i would come home there would be like just kids hanging out in my backyard my mom be like hey what are all those kids doing in the backyard? I'm like, they were going to skate. She's like, get rid of them. <laughs> and one time I remember this guy named um, Harper. God, I hope this doesn't haunt me by me saying this. Just, just, you don't have to use their real names. Okay, go so, ahead. It's too late now. I'll bleep it out. Whatever. You know I love to bleep stuff out. You better get it right this time. <laughs> Keep going. Let's go. Let's wrap it up. So he was like this big drug addict. Oh, that's lovely. And a thug. And I thought for sure when my mom said, hey, kick those kids out, that guy's going to he's going to kick my rear. I went up to him for my mom's doesn't want anybody on the ramp today. And he's all cool, dude, I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, and he, and he skated away. And I was like, I thought I dodged the biggest bullet. So now I have a skateboard ramp <laughs> half finished in my backyard and I can't wait till my own kids get a chance to skate it. You know what that is? What, what, what is the skateboard ramp? Well, the half pipe. It's a homework gift. Oh, them. right. Okay. To yourself. So, for But it's for your kids too. It's, it's a Homer bowling ball. And it's for the neighbor kids. And you know, this now we're announcing on the podcast. So just go to Christopher's house if you want to skate. Right. So you and I have a thing. You seem really excited about this. Thing. I am pretty excited about it. I'm probably excited about it. It's something. for them. I'm kind, of, <laughs> I'm kind of excited about something. What are you excited about? A couple about? Of weeks ago, we were talking about Flash, the internet technology. Remember that? Yeah. I'm really excited about this news. The day we were talking about that. Really? Was the day that it officially died. You gotta be kidding me. We no, got lucky. No, the 31st, December 31st was the last official day 
for Flash to be alive. There is no more support for it. So if you've got Flash content, forget about it. It's over. It's done. It's buried. It's in the ground. There's no more Flash ever. I want to hear more about Woo! this. But before well, we do, can, that, I, can I get some coffee? I get you got this right in front of you. All right. I need more. All right, fine. Let's right. take a break. All right. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Betsy. I want to tell you about the Children's Museum of Phoenix. If you're in Phoenix, planning to come to Phoenix, or just looking for something fun to do, check us out at the Children's Museum of Phoenix where you can come paint and climb and use your imagination. We're 100% fun and currently 100% outside. To find out more, visit us at childrensmuseumofphoenix.org. Hope to see you there. Have fun. Be playful. Okay, so really quick. So Flash is completely gone? Yeah, completely gone. I mean, yeah, there's still there instances of it, but it will never be updated for any on any platform ever, anywhere again. Adobe, who is the owner of Flash, says it's gone. We're not doing anything. It's as if it never existed. It's like it's in the bag, man. It's in the bag. They bought that. I don't know if they bought this, but there was another, there was another. Thank you, Cleo. Keep going. There was a, another piece of software I used to called called Macromedia. Yeah, they. I think they originally owned Flash. And then Macromedia got sold to Adobe. Well, Is that what happened? Adobe bought it Macromedia. And primarily so mean, for uh, Dreamweaver. But it actually was pretty cool software to do other stuff other than what they ended okay, up using well, it for. Here's the thing. Flash wasn't bad in and of itself. It's just the way it was used. It, you know, the problem was it was a web technology and it was com- the complete antithesis to what web technology was in the early days. Web technology was from its very birth designed to be open source, easy to access, and, you know, available to everyone everywhere. So you could, all you needed to make a website was a text editor and an FTP and these FTP client. And then you could make a website. But with Flash, well, you needed to buy expensive software. And then you had the, the person consuming it needed to have a Flash When player. I used to use it, my brain used to hurt after. Uh, the other problem was that since HTML is basically just text and images that's formatted, you can actually look at the code and... Um, Search engines can look at the code as well and index the page. And other people can share the code, right? If you see something you like on a website, you can just look at the code and copy it and put it in your own website. Not the content. I'm just saying that the formatting and the HTML and CSS. Uh, but with Flash, it's just one big opa- opaque block of nothingness. You, If you see something cool on the website, you can't access it. It's behind. It's basically locked in this file. You can only view it. So there is that. it was really at odds with the, the very spirit of the web. In addition to that, the, the the other problem with it is if anything went wrong with that file, you know, if you got one byte flipped or oh, if you uploaded right. it, the whole site was gone. Yeah. Whereas with HTML, if you had a one bad line of code, unless it was, well, really no bad line of code would kill the entire website. Or at the worst, maybe you, you made one page inaccessible. So it was really a terrible technology. Oh, and the other thing was, as Steve Jobs pointed out, it was a massive resource hog. It really just drained your battery if you were on battery. Uh, even if you're on desktop, it you know it would ping your CPU usage. It means it would max out your CPU usage because it was just such a hog. Well, last <laughs> week we were talking about. I mean, so it's two weeks. As ago. I said, <laughs> as I said, it's in the bag. That's where I was going. So Adobe used to have this thing called Ancestor oh, Bag. That's not the bag I was talking. about. I know. Hey, uh, James, talking about bags. Yeah. This is something I noticed a few years ago. People used to spend their time wrapping a gift up, putting the little ribbon on, maybe even buying a little tag and the name on it. Mm-hmm. 
And people are so about convenience now. All they do is buy bags. Oh, gift bags. Like, <laughs> yeah, gift bags. It's such a weird thing to say. It's like a gift bag used to be in my mind. It's like, oh, with the end of a party, not that this has happened to my Oh, my right. Kid. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you'd have gift bags for all the kids, which would be a, a little bag filled with some, you know, some. Yeah, you some could also light. get rid of the kids. I mean, hey, here's the gift <laughs> yeah, bag. That's a good time to go. That's a good point. <laughs> that would be a really easy way to say, get out of my house now. <laughs> if you want this bag, you got to take it while you're leaving. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, so gift bag kind of went to the, from this generic, this is a thing you get, like, you know, the celebrities who would get a gift bag if they go to the Grammys or something, and their gift bags would be filled with thousands of dollars worth of stuff, like f- literally free iPhones, right? And This is the annoying thing jewelry. about rich people, is they get, they just, people just give them stuff. They're the, these are the people who least need a free iPhone, and they're the ones who get it. Anyway, Drives so yeah, crazy. so the gift bags are kind of interesting. So, but you're but you're talking about now how instead of wrapping a gift, someone just buys a gift and throws yeah. so throws it. Uh, into, I'm going to throw some tissue on the top to show that I didn't totally be lazy about this. I'm going to th- I'm going to buy a bag, throw and the crap in there, and throw tissue on the top, and now it's gift wrapped. And isn't that weird? I mean, because they cost more. Like you have to buy the gift, and then you have to go buy a gift bag. <laughs> Well, you know, that's half is like the gift bag is like half my budget for you. So, you know, do you want a gift bag or do you just want the thing? So you and I were chatting about this once oh, and yeah. we found that you and I do the same oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> we save the gift bag. We know. Not only do we save them, it's not, we're we don't, it's not like we collect them. <laughs> I have a wall of gift bags going back to the early 2000s. Uh, no, we just reuse them because we're cheap bastards. I have a box of bags. My kids have come to the point now. They know at, during the holidays, during Christmas time especially, which gift is theirs because they know the gift bag. It's, oh, that's the gift bag I've been getting gifts out of for, you know, five years because I just, I just hold on to it. And it's got, gift bags come with a name tag usually and it already has their name on it. So I'm like, when I'm rapping, I can be extra lazy. I don't even have to write their name on it. It's like, Grammy the bag that has my son's name on it and my daughter's name, you know, and it's done. I just put the gift in once again. All I have to buy is oh, I reuse, tissue. Oh, I reuse the tissue paper too. As a gift or for something else? Oh, no, in, in the gift bag. <laughs> you do, really? And now you've emboldened but me. Doesn't it, doesn't it, but is it, it's all wrinkly. Yeah. Like, it looks I think, matted. I think it's a little more obvious that it's reused. But it's, you like, know, it's like when you slept in you your know shirt what? overnight. If you want to complain about the gift I just gave you, <laughs> please go ahead. That just means I won't have to get you one next year. I buy new tissue. Okay, no, well, I do recycle okay, the big, tissue. Big spender. I use it for wrapping delicate stuff up at a later date. Okay. Oh, when you're like breaking into someone's house or something? That sounded, yeah, that's, it sounded kind of weird the way you said that. But <laughs> um, No, but you just emboldened me because I, I have up to this point been a little bit conscientious about reusing a gift, an appropriate gift bag. So like if it's a happy birthday gift bag, I don't use it for Christmas. But now I'm thinking, you know, I think I'm just going to grab the first bag that's on top and I don't care if it's got someone else's name on it or for see a Christmas <laughs> bag. Because I don't know why. I don't know why you've just emboldened me, but you have. So but thank you for that. what if it's got like uh, ladies' nighties on there? Uh, I don't know why I would have a gift bag like that. I'm pretty sure we don't have one. I don't know where you shop. <laughs> Do you remember an elf when the guy- I didn't keeps... see that movie. I'm not a huge- Oh, that's right. What's his name? Will Ferrell. Yeah, I'm not a huge Ferrell fan. No, there, I, there are a couple of films that I like, but generally I, I think of him as being- Well, of there is a scene in there where Will Ferrell- flat doesn't really understand how Christmas works at, I guess. And he buys his father lingerie. Yeah. Buys his father the lingerie. That's weird. It was weird. Well, that's not really uh, making me excited to watch the movie. <laughs> so, so do you have a pile of bags? 
Oh yeah, I have a bag of bags. Do you have a box of bags or no, a bag it's a, of bags? It's a big bag. You know, it's a big gift bag that became a receptacle for other gift bags. Have you ever been to one of those parties where they exchange gifts and you do this whole game where you go around in a circle and you pick a gift out of this like box of gifts. You open it up, everybody gets to see what it is, and then you steal gifts from each other? Once. Only once? Yes. I don't get out much. Did you, did you like Not it? Not especially. Well, I, you know, I just found it kind of tedious. Well, I guess thing, I just don't like fun. It's kind of fun if people don't bring, what do they call them, elephant gifts? White gifts? I don't know what that is. What are you talking about? Homer gifts? What are you talking about? A gift is a gift that no one wants is called oh. a white elephant, isn't it? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I haven't played <laughs> enough of these games to know what it's called. But. Well, anyways, what the game is, they are kind of cool if everybody's not cheap. So like, for example, is I went to one one time that was with a work situation and there were some nice cigars there. There was uh, skip-ball tickets someone had bought for two or three or four, I don't remember. And then, um, and now that is fun because then you're trying to decide right. what is the better gift to yeah, steal. Yeah, it, it's kind of like uh, the TV show Survivor. You've got to play it. You've got to play it. you got to, you know, use your, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to think that much for a well, gift. There's a show I don't watch. I don't watch that show. I only watch the first season. I Did you watch all of it? I, no, I don't think I even watched all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was me with Apprentice. There, I wasn't the first season. It was like the third. Yeah, season. you never see it. And I watched the whole thing from oh, beginning, really? re- religiously. Huh. Watched it from beginning to end, and then after that, I was like, oh, okay, I've seen. Well, yeah, it. that's the thing. I mean, once you do the first episode, the first season, or the second season, it becomes very formulaic. I don't get these reality shows to even to this day. And I, well. I, there is one that I like. Which well, I, there are probably more than one. If I think about it, the actual which are what, what are actually reality shows. But there's, it's kind of surprising because my son and I were having lunch one day and he wanted to watch The Simpsons, which is kind of a short show. And I, I'm a slow eater, so we finished it. And I said, "Well, I'm still here. I'm going to watch something else." And he's like, "Okay, well, I'll stay with you." And we'll just, we, I picked the dumbest thing I could find on Netflix, which was a, a show called Forged in Fire, which is oh a, my gosh, oh, I oh love just this let me show. finish. Come on, let me finish, man. Just <laughs> one dime. All right. As I was saying, it looked like the dumbest show because uh, it's a, it's a it's it's a competition uh, between blacksmiths to make right. knives. Now I, I I have a lot of back not blacksmiths. Now I've heard about your swords. I have, You've I, talked I, about them. No, 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 them. no. I'm trying to say I don't have any blacksmithing background, but I do have a lot of metalworking background, so I know something about metal. So I figured at least it'd be good for you know, ten or twenty minutes while I finish up my lunch. And my son got hooked on it, and he just can't Same stop here. watching it. It's really interesting. But yeah, and and it is. Obviously, it's formulaic, but I find it interesting. Um, yeah. So once in a while, on a Saturday afternoon, all my kids are at the house, and my wife says, hey, it's time to eat lunch, and then we'll make sandwiches or whatever together. But we don't sit at the table together, because that's kind of a dinner thing in our house. So a few years ago, I think my oldest, or somebody at the house said, let's watch TV during lunch. I said, <laughs> okay, whatever. So um, we love to watch these shows where they fix the car. You ever seen these shows? Okay. Where they, you know, they start off with some guy buying a crappy car and by the end he's got this like cool ride, this bad boy he's riding. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen like Pit My Ride. I don't, I don't think I've seen Pit My Ride, but I've seen bits of it and things like that. Yeah. I anyways, get the we, idea of the show. We love though. these shows. They, they have this new one that's Canadian where there's a lot of cursing and you know, I'm not, cursing isn't my favorite thing, but, uh, but to move to this sword show. So one day, um, my wife finds it and we're watching it and I'm thinking, wow, this show is so cool because I love the idea where people start with 
And it doesn't have to be steel. It could be anything where somebody takes something that's really nothing and at the end have something really beautiful. Though that show, not all those knives are all that beautiful. Oh, no, no. I mean, it, it, it's really under the gun. They have three hours to create a knife. That's crazy. That's insane. Anyway, um, I don't want to spend too much time on Forged in Fire. <laughs> have you noticed lately a lot of amazingly beautiful women from like the 60s are now just dying. Well, that's a nice topic. <laughs> I haven't really noticed that. What the Gilligan's Island, uh, not Ginger, Marianne died, right? right? Dawn Wells was her name. Okay. Now, you had Ginger and you had Marianne. And, and Mrs. Howell. And Mrs. Howell. Who, as I, as I get older, looks better and better. <laughs> You're a sick man. And Mr. Howell seems like he's getting younger, too. As I get older. <laughs> it's called relativity. Ginger was pretty hot. And she, and I have no idea how she landed on the island with all those glamour clothes. But that Marianne always kind of was the farmer's clean. girl. But you and I both agree she she was kind of hot. What For, Marianne? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is this is just the basic question. We have to we can't go any further before we clear this up. Are you a ginger or a Marianne guy? Oh right. I mean, and pick you're one. not pick one. For me? Yeah. No, no, pick one for me. Why would I have you pick one? <laughs> well, it would be fun for me to pick ginger for you. <laughs> well, I, let me be clear. I'd be take. I, I mean, obviously, we're objectifying this in a silly way, but these are just characters on a TV show. So get over it. But she was no. But when ginger, are you gonna, are you going to pick one? Uh, I think you and I agree. Marianne's the one. Okay, no, no, but I, for you, that's you pick your Marianne yeah. guy. I am completely Marianne guy. Totally, absolutely no. There's no, I, you know, I don't need ten seconds to think about it, like some oh. people. You know, just boom. It's clear. A lot of it, obviously, I prefer brunettes, even though I married a blonde. That has nothing to do with. It. But uh, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with the shorts that she wore. And I think we also talked a little bit in the when we talked about this is that Ginger. But she didn't wear shorts, did she? she Marianne. Like, they weren't like didn't wear shorts. See. Th- didn't wear short shorts. You were watching something I wasn't Our watching. Boy, I, was, I was focusing on the uh, fact that the uh, professor was, wasn't able to get those guys off the island. You or were the focused captain? on shorts. Uh, well, I was f- focused on Marianne shorts or lack thereof. They were like Daisy Duke shorts, though, were they? Uh, I remember them being like Daisy. I Duke remember shorts. them being just short pants. Half well, the time. I saw a lot of her leggings. I saw enough to be. I I, I saw enough to satisfy me. <laughs> um, oh but, yeah, but no. The other problem was was temperamental though. Ginger was more ex. Explicitly like a sex pot. She was trying to be the. Um, oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, not that bad, <laughs> but she was supposed to be uh, a sex symbol, like you know, a Hollywood starlet type. And right. that just uh, it, it not only has no appeal for me, it actively turns me off. There's just something Why about playing that role. It's just you you're pushing too far into it. Like the Baywatch girls, like they're so over the top. They're, just, they're they don't really look feminine to me. I never watched that show. I don't, well, I didn't either. But you know, it's hard not to see that the ads or the the billboards and whatnot and you have a general sense of, you know, the uh, proportions. Oh, right. Uh, Going back to beautiful women that have died. <laughs> that's what we've been talking about. <laughs> what do you think I've been talking about? I, think I don't think There's no one left things. on Gilligan's Island, is there? Really? I don't know. Well, this don't will care. have to be in our notes for next week. <laughs> oh, man, make me do work. Okay. <laughs> make me do the work. A lot of the James Bond women have died at least in the last year, year and a half. And then recently... Well, you know, some of the men have died too. Sean Connery died last year. Right. I'm just telling you, a lot of... All the James people are... Dis, James Bond people are disappearing also. Well, so, Tanya Roberts died. So, they reported... Anyways, I found out yesterday that she was 
not dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> so why are we even talking about this then? Well, I was, I've been thinking about it all week. Like, oh my God, all the James, all these women that I was like, so I loved James Bond movies when I was a kid. I, I remember staying up till, till midnight or later sometimes trying to watch these James Bond movies after the parents went to sleep, to sneak up to watch these movies. And now I'm, th- now they're all dying. And then I'm, one of them actually was interesting to me because she's been on that show called the, you ever watch that show, the 70s show? Uh, no, I really dislike that show. Oh, I love that show. Okay. Well, you're stupid. It was relatable to me. And I'm only calling you stupid because you know, it's funny. <laughs> I'm not trying to attack you as a person. But anyways, the James Bond relatable. lady was in there. I remember well, someone had brought it. I didn't was, recognize her. Who was it? Tanya Roberts. Okay. Who was it in the show? Oh, so she was the neighbors. Oh. It was one of those things. I that, didn't see it enough to the, know the neighbors. The unattractive guy married to the hot older okay. lady that's lacking maybe some IQ points there, at least in this show. And I remember, I didn't know. I just, she was just the lady next door. And then someone said to me, you know, that's the James Bond chick. I go, from which movie? And I, from that point on, I was like, oh my God, it's James Bond. It's like so 70s. Anyways, you, you didn't like James Bond women? That didn't. You're all about Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Marianne all day long. Forget about the James Bond women. Marianne all day long. I mean, I remember uh, for your eyes, the only one that stands out in my memory, the only one I can visually recall is, uh, I don't know her name, but the actress who uh, was in the um, uh, For Your Eyes Only, uh, which was uh, Roger Moore. <laughs> not his. Oh, you're t- she died too. You're talking about. Oh, I don't know if she died. Don't tell me she. I'm sure she's not. I'm sure she's not dead. I, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I just want. In okay, my you're soul, talking about Pussy Galore. No. Oh, that, okay, that, okay. Do you know For Your Eyes Only? That she was a Greek. Oh, right. Long, beautiful Mediterranean face. Just gorgeous <laughs> female. But that's the only one I can remember. Otherwise, uh, they just they just don't have an impression well, You on know, me. the names were never... It's the faces that stick in my mind more than the names. Yeah, just the faces. The names. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Sean Connery died. That stinks. But it's going to happen to all of them. Hey, you know how I always, I always tell you uh, leading men in movies generally are not blonde hair. We had this argument. I think I proved I know, you no, wrong. I am wrong because okay. uh, the last, the James Bond for the last, well, the last movie and this next one that's, I, next James Bond movies I think is coming out this spring, April, I think. Who knows, man? Who knows? I know. No, I'm saying that this, the schedule has <laughs> been changed because of COVID. Oh, right. It's supposed <laughs> to come out in April. And that actor. What, Daniel Craig? Yeah. He's got blonde hair, right? Well, yeah. I don't know if it's natural. Oh, uh, I think it is. But so that's that's the first James Bond with blonde hair in April will have been in two movies. So there's once again a leading role. With oh, yeah. Hair. Did you see Knives Out? I think. Did we mention Knives Out? No. You saw that, though, right? I didn't. It's a, I think it's a Netflix movie uh, came out this past year and it's basically a murder mystery. It's and got it's it, got uh, it's got Daniel Craig in it's it. It's got Craig in it. Uh, and I thought it would be dumb and I didn't want to watch it, but everybody was talking about it and my wife wanted to watch it. So watch it. It was amazing. It's an awesome film. It's it's if you have not seen this, you should definitely see it. It's a good thing this. I didn't see cuz you know what I would do. What's that? <laughs> I would give the ending away. I don't think you could. No. And I'd have to bleep it out. It would be it's <laughs> kind of No, it's it's a good well, please go ahead and watch that movie. Um just a side note while you're saying that. Um I remember we looked up James Bond a little on a couple of shows ago for some I don't remember what it was related to uh, he keeps coming up though because like uh, two episodes ago I mentioned that I think I mentioned or maybe I didn't mention it well I'll mention it now because we were talking a lot about Photoshop and Photoshop the first available version publicly available version was uh, a pre-release so it was 0.07 and they named they actually named it 0.07 so they nicknamed it Bond because it was 
007. Little Photoshop fact, any or, or tri- trivia. Where was I going before that? I don't know. Uh, so Connery. I looked. I for some reason we're looking at uh, James Bond stuff, and I happened to come across some early earlier pictures of Sean Connery. And you know, I like women, but I was looking at those early pictures of Sean Connery, and I was like, "Holy cow! This guy is really amazingly good-looking man." Through all my life, I look at Sean Connery as like, oh yeah, he's a cool guy, man. I would love to be Sean Connery, but because of I his never, style, really, I never really thought. Well, his, a male chauvinistic su- pig. No, no, no. <laughs> he has such a presence on screen. He, obviously, yeah. But uh, you look those early pictures, and you, there's no wonder, there's no doubt how he became James James Bond. He right. was just he was born for that role. Yeah, he, he was, lived. He died at ninety years old. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's so pretty if good you are a James Bond leading role guy, you get to live to be old. <laughs> oh, I looked at this the other day. Almost all the James Bond guys live to be in their late eighties. Most of them okay. died on their ninetieth. What do you birthday. mean most of them? Only two of them are dead, right? No, no, there, Moore and quite a, no, no, no. There's quite a few James Bond actors. So well, there are more. James but Bond, there was another Brosnan guy. Isn't what before James Bond? There was. I mean, before. Sean Connery. There was another guy. No, there wasn't. There was no. Who? Name him. There's no guy. Though no, he was the first. Oh, you gonna you you know? I'll give I'm gonna you cheat. The, this will be your homework. Okay, you can Barry look Nelson. What was that? So J. Okay, so the Ivan Fleming books. Yeah. Came out, and uh, there was a television type movie show that came out in the fifties. I don't. Count and that. he was the first guy. Is that canonical? I believe so. Oh, whatever. Fine. But he's, well, you know, if it's not in the movies, it doesn't really. Apparently, oh. the first James Bond. Yeah, uh, Nelson. I don't know. Yeah, I never dead. already he's forgotten dead. his he name. Died. Almost all No. What do you keep saying? Almost all of them. Is Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan dead? No, I guess. And there's another guy that was before. Uh, no, before Brosnan, uh, there was the other guy who's, who was like in a couple of films who I thought was really sleazy. I never liked him. After Roger Moore, there was there was somebody between Roger Moore and Prince, well, there Prince was, Brosnan. Uh, this is oh a, Timothy Dalton. Yes. Anyway, let's let's move on. There's not a James Bond movie that I don't like. I don't care who the actor was. Well, then you should watch him again because not all of them are that good. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break. Let's get some coffee and then continue in a minute. Oh yeah, that will do. Thanks a lot, James. So I just really want to quickly tell you about a product that I use at my house. It's it's called Perfection Floor Tile. It's a do-it-yourself product so it's great right now because you can do it at your own home at your own time you don't have to wait for a contractor it just kind of locks together it's this beautiful square vinyl tile and what's great about it it's a little bit softer than most tiles so it's really great on your feet especially if you're a guy like me who sits on the phone at work all day or in his home office pacing back and forth um you can find it all kinds of places. It's available at hardware stores and home improvement stores. It's Perfection Floor Tile. Go ahead and check it out. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of dumb things, I actually don't remember the specific uh, title or, or headline, but uh, last week I was reading the BBC, and then maybe this was two weeks ago, and I got caught I got caught off guard by this, this headline. It said, 12-year-old girl sues TikTok. I was like, what? What, what, what's that about? So I click through and I read the article. It's about her claiming that they're stealing her data or, or they're collecting her data. And you know, it's illegal oh, in the UK. Oh, you know what? I read this somewhere. The headline was something along those lines. I don't, but the story was about the 12-year-old girl suing because um, in the UK, you know, you're not allowed to uh, collect data, personal data on on um, internet users. So, so she was uh, British? Yes. Yeah, this is in the UK. I don't, so I don't know if she's technically British. or I don't, I don't know the UK. <laughs> oh, sorry. Weird bunch of countries but the thing that struck me is 12 year old 
Sue's TikTok. Do you see anything wrong with that title? That headline? Well, that she's underage? Yeah, she's under the TikTok's terms of service. Moms? It doesn't matter. Oh, wait a minute. She, yeah, what's the age for TikTok? 13. I thought it was 16. No, nope, it's 13. They, they mentioned it in their So article. she's suing. So what ended up happening? I don't know what it, it's, it, it's ongoing now. Well, now they're just going to say, well, it's not the little girl. It's her mom. You know what? You never know. Well, no, the girl is claiming that they were collecting your data. I'm saying, well, you have an illegal account. Of course they're going to. I mean, you're, you're playing by a different kind of rules. How many parents do you think lie about, help their kids cheat? You, you're, I had to. We bought Bob a game. It was uh, right. one of the Star Wars games. Oh my God. Microsoft. And, Microsoft. This, 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 no, well, okay. It, no, it was from the Microsoft platform, but I don't remember the game developer. I'll have to look it up, I guess. It's a separate game developer. They have their own multiplayer system. But in order to get him an account set up, I had to actually create a second uh, Microsoft account for him. I had because, to do this too. Because they knew that he was under 13. And so they wouldn't let him play the game, which there aren't, at the time, there were no specific, there are, and I think to this day, there are no rules of multiplayer gaming in the United States restricting age. So I called up, I eventually broke down and called up their support, and that's what they told me. They said, well, it's illegal in the United States if you're under 13 to play multi multiplayer games, online games. I said, there is no statute anywhere in the United States that says that. So this company just made that up. And so I had to create an entire so account and create his propaganda? name. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say propaganda. I don't know. I don't really don't know what their point is, but it was really annoying. And I had the exact same problem with Microsoft. I tried to get my, one of my sons to look at it. I, I tried to, I want my son to do his own account because I don't want all that crap that Microsoft sends to me. So instead what I did with him was I set up a separate account, which with a separate email so I could still monitor mm-hmm. what stuff, but it's not going to my personal account. And I just remember thinking, uh, this isn't even a violent game. This is like some kid's game. It was made for kids, but yet a kid can't have an account. Didn't YouTube solve this problem? No. No. I mean, they they ha- solved they, it? They ha- they have um, kids' YouTube version. But right. That, come on. That doesn't really solve it. They, they've been, they got outed last year, I think, or two years ago now. Uh, a lot of people were posting what looked like innocent video, right, but then like that. four or five minutes in, it would suddenly uh, switch to really nasty stuff. Well, when I post stuff for other people, I always say um, not made for kids, obviously, even if it happens to be a kid's subject. So because I I don't want anybody to go, well, this what, you make the mistake of somebody who disagrees that it was appropriate for their right. kid. So now by just saying not made for kids, I'm in the safe yeah. zone. Well, safer. But, you know, it just drives you all this. All this nonsense just drives you to drink. <laughs> or what if I drank? Hey, you had some things that you wanted to talk about from the previous Episode. Oh, you want to? Oh, uh, yeah, we need to follow up. What did you get that we missed? Oh, from our. Oh. I don't know if it was the last episode. Do you want to do follow up? I do. Okay, because this is going a little ways back. Okay, <laughs> we have missed follow up for a while now. So this is several episodes now. For those that are new to our show, sometimes James and I don't remember. <laughs> don't remember everything perfectly. But James, he is a huge. Okay, fact you know, I, I don't get too into it. Uh, you know, if, if we, as I'm listening to the show that we just recorded, I take notes and I transcribe them, and I, and you know, questions come up: Was I right or wrong? And I just want to make sure, for the record, that we correct ourselves when we are on our frequently incorrect things that we say. I want to be, you know, I want, I want to try to add some truth to the world rather than take it away. And if anybody else catches us making a mistake, please email us and we'll try to correct it somehow. <laughs> Our 
editorial. Yeah. So one thing, uh, many episodes ago, we talked about science fiction writing and I was like trying to remember who wrote the foundation. And it was in fact, Isaac Asimov, who I have mixed feelings about because the foundation series, the arc of his stories are brilliant. They're, they're very brilliant. He has so, he covers so many important. I must be an idiot because I don't know that writer. Oh, you really need, I don't understand how, they've even made movies of his Millennium Man. Oh, I thought that was a, I saw that movie. With I thought Robin that Williams. movie was a, a Mega Man ripoff. Oh, <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, <laughs> where's Why do we keep talking about? It's, it's me. I keep bringing up a Mega like Man because I feel like we're so close to it. So close to what? <laughs> a Mega Man, okay. the last man on the Earth, because oh, some oh, crazy oh, right. virus went through uh, the planet and left everybody alive, but they couldn't oh, see light. So that was a book. Who wrote that the, book? I don't know who wrote pandemic, that book. It's see, all now, I can think about the problem with follow up is we're generating more follow up because I don't remember who wrote that book. But it was two movies. It was Omega Man with Charlton Heston, and then it was remade as Legend with Will Smith. Oh, that's was it. Was it Will Smith? Yeah, you're right. Is I, it Will Smith? You're right. Yeah, you're right. I remember hating that movie because I mean, I actually really enjoyed both. Uh, Omega Man was an awful movie, but uh, Legend. Was no, a, Omega Man was a great movie. No, that was an awful movie. That was really that was a stinker B movie. <laughs> No, well, come on. There are great B movies. There are. Well, and that's Soylent like, Green completely caught me off guard. Soylent Green is a genuine classic. That is an amazing film. And yet it's still a very, it's a classic B film, but the quality difference between Omega Man, and they're both Heston films, Omega Man do you and like Soylent Heston? Green. No, I do like him. I mean, Planet of the Apes, who can't like Charlton Heston. Oh, right, Heston. of course. But, uh, and it's not, I don't- And you know how I feel about apes. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't criticize- Charlton Heston for these films it, and it's not his fault he's doing the best he can it's just that Omega Man was a genuinely terrible film it was badly written it was badly shot it was badly everything there's nothing good about that film but whereas um, uh, Soylent Green was I figure I, I thought it was a genuinely good movie even though it was you know sort of B-level quality now Legend which was the remake of Omega Man I was trying to say I don't hate the movie there's just one scene where Will Smith is doing pull-ups and it's like I can never have those abs, no matter what I do. It's, you know, it's just like a little bit not humiliating. Well, genetics has a little bit to do with yeah, it. Yeah, but also, you know, Will Smith is Will Smith, so I'm not, I'm not gorgeous like Will Smith. <laughs> and it just seemed like you know it was it was gratuitous. You didn't have to show me his abs like that. Well, they need a full audience. Fine. <laughs> well, Asimov, I think I just the, the only follow up was that you know he did he did write the Foundation because we were talking about the Foundation series, and I didn't think that he's a particularly good writer. Uh, as far as being a wordsmith, he had great ideas and great plots, but just his characters were so cardboard and two-dimensional. It was, it was hard to get through it. Oh, I remember because we were talking about bootleg books. Oh, bootleg books. Oh, and then we talked about patents and copyright law. I think that's the one we got into probably the most trouble with. Um, patents can't be renewed, but they can be... Hang on, let me look this up. Well, I remember. Oh, yes. They can't be renewed. They can be maintained. Maintained. Yeah, you had told me I, we blundered on that one. Yeah, it was so, well, no, we, we were correct in the I in have this. never heard the word maintained before. We, when yeah. you brought that up one night when we were talking on the phone or something, and I thought, no, I have never heard it called maintained. Well, that's the legal definition. It's silly. It is. It is totally silly. It's, it's, it's just a renewal. Something? It's just a renewal. Yeah, there's, and as far as I could tell, there no, there's no- Do you know uh, anything about the Writers Guild? Not very much. When you register your, let's say you're doing working on a uh, screenplay and you turn it into the Writers Guild, they give you a certain amount of time where they'll, they kind of protect you from somebody stealing your- Oh, like copyright? Yeah. Yeah. And they do it in a really inexpensive way. When I did it a few years back, it was like, I don't know, it's like 75 bucks and they, they say- 
you turn this in and they give you a little number. This is your number. And then we'll hold on to it. And so it's your property. You don't have to go through the whole copyright. Right. At the end of that time, you had to reissue it or resend it in. And that's maintenance. That oh, sounds okay. like maintenance because you got to keep doing it, you mm-hmm. know, every so many years. But patents, once you send it in, it's in. And what, what's there to renew? Oh, I no, mean, but you, there, okay. Re- so you, you get a 20 year and I was wrong on the numbers as well. Oh, what uh, is the it? original term, I think, was 14 years, and then I got extended, and it got extended again. So now I believe the base level or the base number of years for a patent protection is 20 years. But you can extend that at least two times, and it's for like a dozen or so years each time. So it's like another 30, I think it's another 30 years you can extend that out to. And that's called maintenance. Like if you, you, you can let it pass if you want, and if you don't, quote, maintain it, then it passes in the public domain after 20 years. Unless you, you're Disney. But you can, no, 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 this is, this is patent. This is just a general patent. You can maintain oh, your okay. patent two, two more times. So you can, again, you can extend it from 20 years up to maybe around 50 years or so. And then we were arguing a little bit about copyright and how long it should be extended. And I have a fairly extreme view as how- Yeah, you think it's short. I think, well, you know, you call it short, but and my, my basic premise there, and this isn't really follow-up, it's, just, it's a little bit of follow-up. We're not correcting anything here. Just my basic premise is why should a writer keep getting paid or an actor or anybody who has copyright owns intellectual property? They keep getting paid for work they did years, decades, forever ago. Whereas, you know, if you go to the coal mine, you get paid once. Right. And I told you what I thought. I thought one more generation. Why? After you. Why on earth should your kids, the, 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 when I build a website 20 years ago, I'm not making any money off of that. My kids aren't making any money off of that. Why should the writers do make any money off of that? So you don't believe in passing on your inheritance? I don't mind if you have, if you have money or land or something like that to pass on, that's a different thing. You know, it's not the same thing as real property. It's an idea. Ideas you can't really protect. So the copyright and the patent are ways to society to give you some protection for that, but it, it should not be eternal. And there's no reason why it should be eternal. The, the idea is to generate more ideas. And by keeping things locked up, you hamper the ideas spreading and new ideas coming forth. As I mentioned in that episode, you know, Disney built its entire empire on public domain stuff like Grimm's fairy tales. And now, you know, someone, some modern young Disney can't do that with with Disney property because they're completely locked up. He can't take Mickey Mouse and make something completely new and different with it. Or he can't take any Marvel property and make something new and completely different with it. And so it's, it's, you know, it's basically locking it up and making it almost like a monarchy. Like, you know, you have a monarch that passes his his rights down to those youth. And and that's our our creative culture has been as being locked up more and more by that. I don't disagree with you. We did beat this to a horse Good. last episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. Though. I'm sorry. You were you glaze, your eyes were glazing. I apologize. <laughs> so I, I was complaining that Mickey Mouse was a ripoff, and it turns out he really wasn't a ripoff, not directly anyway. There were there were some issues with a partner that he separated from. Uh, it looked like his character a little bit, but you know they had separated not on great terms, and one could argue which had rights over it. But it's not quite the ripoff that I thought it was. The funny thing with Mickey Mouse, though, he may be out of copyright. Because he may never actually been in copyright. Apparently, his original copyright filing is flawed and therefore void. Where did you read this? I, I, on the internet, Wikipedia. And uh, I actually confirmed it to a couple different sites. Uh, and because a law student once did a paper on this and decided to research it. And she said, yeah, wow, you know, look, look, based on this, this probably shouldn't be covered. And you know what Disney did? They, they, they hired her? They sued, they sued her. <laughs> oh, just for coming out with the Harvard report. Yes. Just so, for talking about it. So I don't know if people know this, but Harvard, what they do is they they get these brilliant young people and as part of their requirements for graduating, they, they do a report and they find some subject that's involved with whatever their degree that they're working on and then they write these papers with them. So there's all these great Harvard reports, Harvard papers out there. 
you can read them and really get an insight into different companies, whatever, you know, biology, whatever you're, whatever they teach, there's these student, I'm saying they're student, but they're not student quality. They're like, oh, well, they're graduates. They're brilliant people. So uh, anyways, I've always found the Harford reports pretty Another interesting thing to read from time to time. Uh, so the other, another follow-up point is we were talking about parlor, and um, you were a little bit confused about how the word was written or pronounced or what a parlor parlay. parlay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's describe that. The website and service is parlor. When you make a post, it's called a parlay. When I first saw it, <clears throat> because of the spelling, I thought they were using the French version of parlay, which is spelled with an R. You know what? I don't need your excuses. <laughs> you were right. I mean, I was right. Ha, oh, look at that. <laughs> I was right and you were wrong. Are you sure? Yes. Well, I hear people talking about it all the time and they definitely say parlor, not parlay. But now, it's spelled on wrong. the next on the next point. Yeah, that's that's true. It is spelled incorrectly. Uh the next point. Wait, and parlor also is a thing that people talk about. In. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we were talking about tweets. Not all tweets are, are recorded by the Library of Congress anymore as of 2017. That was what made them stop is just too much. Probably. So they say <laughs> they, the guidelines are not clear on this as now to which you said, ones. Are you saying all? So some are and some aren't? Like Some so, are not. Only, not. So I'm not guessing all. Congress people and pol- politicians. and. Well, like I said, the guidelines are unclear. So we, we don't really know. Is that their way of saying we're not collecting data on everybody on the planet? No, I think that's just their way of saying that, um, you know, they're not going to, I mean, I think it was kind of foolish to try to collect them all anyway. Maybe not. When did they stop? When did they? They stopped collecting all of them in 2017. When did you first go on Twitter? Oh, I've been on it for a long time. I haven't used it very much. I think I I first signed up for uh, 2012. I'm 2011. I remember reading about Library of Congress. And thinking, my God, I don't want anybody to read my stuff in the future. Un- well, no one, just because it's there doesn't mean different. anyone's going to read it. It's just like this podcast. <laughs> there are people that go into the Library of Congress and read obscure things. Yes, but I they're know more interesting than obscure them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next topic, this is again, going way, way back. At some point, we we're talking about the Bushes and Bush Sr. and Bush Jr. and blah, 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 blah. And you were under the impression that Bush Sr., was the head of the FBI. I was like, no, man, he was way above that. He was the head of CIA. James wins. He was the head of the CIA. No, no, when you said it, as soon as you said it, I agreed with you. No, you didn't. You I argued didn't. with me. I don't believe that to be true. Oh, whatever. This, but since you're talking about presidents, we had also discussed about catch-up. Yes, I have. That's the next follow-up point. <laughs> you, you had said Reagan, and I said, are you sure I think that was Clinton? And you said, no. It was definitely Reagan, but not directly. The controversy came up during his uh, vegetable. They because it was all about schools. You know, yes, they, yes, it was school trying lunches. To keep the price of school lunches down. Well, you know, you can argue about what they were really trying to do, okay. but the point was that they were they were trying to reclassify certain food items as vegetables, which was a bit of a stretch. Now, as I said, during his term, uh, Reagan never mentioned or talked about ketchup specifically. That was just sort of a, a common. What about relish? Relish was the one he did talk about. <laughs> It started with oh, relish. A, it was a condiment war. It was a condiment, and they decided it would, they were going to make relish a vegetable. <laughs> Isn't it? I put relish with so many things. It's it's it it's one of those things. I don't think kids this day eat relish. Uh, I probably not. I, I don't think any kids really do it on purpose. They don't even realize what they're doing. But to follow up with this Reagan thing, it was not a good look for Ray. I don't think this is one of his finer moments because this was in an argument about cutting funding for school lunches. And so that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to cut, and they and they did successfully do that twice. 
And uh, in the end, they did wind up being able to re... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. This controversy was the beginning of people calling Reagan evil, which I don't agree with. I, I think don't, Reagan I don't was a really great president. But, I don't know if people... Yeah. But the I don't thing think that's was where it started. I, because I lived in California for, I would have conversations and I have a very, very left, left friend. And he would always say, Oh, Reagan, the, the evil overlord. <laughs> and I'm like, you gotta be kidding. If it's the first time in years, my family was successful in business, you know, for, and as soon as Reagan left, their business went to crap. And then, uh, well, there's no doubt that Reagan was demonized, um, in, in most ways unfairly, but you know, he wasn't a hundred percent. I don't. I mean, yeah. You, you, I mean, I have qualms with. There's, the there's, there's with no present president that is 100. percent But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't demonize uh, Reagan. Here's the thing with me: when a leader, whether it's a president or the local church or whatever, when they lead a group of people to try to accomplish something for those people, and then they are wrong about their decision, I don't call them evil. They just made a mistake. We're human. Every single person on this planet that is either a man or a woman is going to have some kind of mistake they make in their life. Sometimes it's bad and yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. it's I, good. I don't think anyone disputes that, but the question but is, people do. They do, you, say, do you, hey, he did this is it a gen- did this. Is it a, genuine mis- is it a genuine mistake or do they have ulterior motives for doing it? It's like, you know, deregulating the savings and loans was a massively obvious bad thing to do and yet they did it anyway and that caused, you know, f- f- huge financial stresses and that was a genuinely bad idea. And that, I think anybody who historic looking at historically and people of the time knew that that was going to be a bad a bad road to take and he took it anyway. So yeah. maybe it's a mistake, but you know if you make mistakes that are obvious mistakes, then maybe you shouldn't be a leader. <laughs> you think Reagan shouldn't have been a leader? I wasn't saying that. I'm just oh, saying okay. that you can pick any president and and find those things where he did. It's obviously it's so obvious a mistake that it shouldn't be done in the first place. It's just it's part of the game. I understand that, I, and I don't demonize anyone. But there there it does. At some point, you get all these obvious mistakes stacked up to the point where, you know, you start to de- demonizing seems like not such a bad idea. Okay, okay. So anyway, uh, just the last point on that. Uh, at, 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 at the end of this argument, they were able to class reclassify some pizzas as being vegetables because if they had enough pasta sauce. Oh, in right, because <laughs> of the tomato sauce. And yeah. I, somehow somebody probably twisted that into ketchup. Yeah, pretty much. This is the same thing, basically. Um, <laughs> that that, that, that and all the corn starch and sugar they had yeah, to ketchup. Pi- yeah, for pizza in, in high school anyway. Have you ever had non-tomato ketchup? No, I don't think so. Did you know there is such a thing as non-tomato ketchup? Uh, I may have at one point, but it doesn't sound familiar. Do you ever eat chutney? Yeah, but I don't get chutney. <laughs> Can I, there's only one more piece of ancient follow-up to get onto. Oh, no. We were talking about uh, The Graduate at one point, the movie, the film. You didn't like the movie because you thought that the Dustin movie was foul in its casting. Well, I wouldn't say foul. It's just the casting was weird. I, I never understood. It didn't make any sense to me that this little guy who didn't look like he fit in at all with his, with his family made any sense, you know? And so that just to recap very quickly, um, at one point the director was saying that initially they were trying to get some big handsome hunk, like, uh, I can't remember who it was now, Robert Redford, maybe to play that role, you know, oh, yeah, some, you were some waspy that, yeah, wasp wasp, some tall jock, blue eyed, blonde hair who would have fit into that whole scene much more understandably. And for me, I would have seen him as a guy who should have been part of the establishment starting to question the establishment. That would have made more sense to me as, as more of a rebellious act. I got a question for you. Since we do all these corrections, do you think we'll get less emails of people trying to correct us? 
No. And it, it would be fewer emails. So I could do some <laughs> on-time, real-time follow-up. I wonder if we're going to get contact emails about our corrections not being correct. I've, absolutely. There's no <laughs> doubt. Even things after we correct them. So just a little bit of follow-up. Uh, I just want to keep going with this because there are a couple other interesting things about this. So Dustin Hoffman co-starred in The Graduate with Anne Bancroft. Do you know how old Dustin Hoffman was during the time of the filming? Well, he didn't Guess. look like a kid. Yes. I'm guessing early 20s? 30. Guess how old 30? Anne Bancroft was when they filmed that. Do tell. 36. So... Anne Bancroft, for those who don't know, was supposed to be the, the old lady. The old, well, not the old lady, but the, old, the was the mother of his friend. Right. So they were the same age. So basically, his mother age. He, this is <laughs> so. This is how crazy and stupid Hollywood was. Well, they, yes, this they, is Hollywood. Yeah. The the the, the, the casting was insane. Final now. That's a re- wait. Can I just? That's a really interesting fact. I had no idea. I, I always thought he looked a little old for the part. I and not that it, it was a big deal to me, but. 30 is kind of a huge difference from being, I'm 18, I'm 30. Well, 20, because he was graduating from college, or 22. Oh, that's right. He's graduating from college. So so it's it's a, it's a guy who's 22, graduating from college, versus uh, a woman old enough to be his mother, who is only six years older than him in real life. So that was pretty quick work that Anne did there. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm not against Dustin Hoffman. Uh, I've Honestly, a lot of his films kind of leave me kind of flat, except there is one kind of very flat- uh, film that he was in that I think he was amazing in. What? Hook. What? Hook. It was a oh, yeah, with, yeah, with Robin Williams yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as mentioned here. Yeah. Not a great film but he was Captain Hook in that. I just loved his performance. I think it was so awesome because he was evil and funny at the same time. Did you ever like that movie, James, where he was in Midnight Cowboy where he was like... Wait, let me... That's the one where there's the, the drugs and the gay and, and homosexual. Oh, oh my, oh my God. Yeah, the that, whole... Wow. That was okay. that movie was actually the first time I, I had seen a film that had homosexual subject matter in it. The very first one I ever saw. And I saw it on TV and I was, I didn't understand what was going on because I was a little <laughs> too young. You? Okay. No, not that young, a teenager, like in high school. And I remember thinking, what, what's going, what's going on? I, I saw it much later in life, so I didn't see it when it came out. Um, but I, you know, and it, it's not a movie I would say I would like. I just like. saw the word cowboy. And- I, it's not a movie, <laughs> yeah. It's not a movie that I would say I would like, but it's a movie I definitely respect. I think it's, it's really, it was really well made. I've been tricked into watching movies. Midnight Cowboy was one <laughs> I thought it was about a cowboy. And then I, for whatever reason, didn't read the reviews. I did not know what back mountain. Oh, broke back mountain. Broke back mountain. Mountain was about. How'd you, and did and you I watched that, that and it was leaning toward a different direction. I've seen that movie now twice <laughs> and can't get oh. to the ending. So you did like I, it. I flipped it off. Well, maybe not. <laughs> There's just certain things I have a hard time looking at. I haven't seen it. All right. Hey, I'm so out of coffee. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming over. James, thanks so much also for having me. Bye. If you'd like to contact Heat Show, Go to heatstrokepodcast.com. Won't you come on now? The sun is out. The sun is out. So bright. Don't Won't dread. you come on out? It's making light. Light and bright for you. Sleepyhead. Don't you see me? Peekaboo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. Warm. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's very from Up brown. Make it hot. Make it hot. Make it very, very hot. Coffee.